Hi, this is MindHack Network Podcast, also known as MHN, with your host here, Alex Tominski, talking with everyday people uncovering how they design a lifestyle built around their motivations and passions by creating their own personal meaning of mindfulness. We focus on highlighting a network of people with stories that inspire and offers ideas that help make mindfulness an active primary pillar to how we think, work, and live at every stage of life. Okay. Hey, everyone. This is Alex with the MindHack Network podcast and commonly known as MHN. So today we have Linda, our partner in crime for the podcast, on with us today. So today we're going to talk about lifestyle design, which is something that Linda and I have been working on for a long time together. So um, just to kind of do a little bit more of a background to this podcast, I am going to be hosting the podcast and Linda is going to be working in the background on all of the creative branding and all of the processes and social and everything that you need to do to make a podcast really come to life. So I'm excited to introduce her today to all of you um, and really talk about how we met and our partnership. And yeah, just tell you a little bit more about her. So welcome, Linda, to the podcast. Are you excited to be here? (laughs) I am. I'm also nervous, but here I am. (laughs) I'm definitely more of the introverted one between the two of us, which is why I work behind the scenes. But today... I am doing a solid for all of us. (laughs) She is. She is. She's taking one for the team. I'm sure we all have people in our lives that we know are the opposites, but they fit our partnerships really well. So thanks, Linda, for being here. We're super excited. So I guess, yeah, maybe we should tell the crowd how we met. Maybe we should start there. Do you want to take the lead? Sure. I first met Alex through LinkedIn. <laughs> so this was, I, I believe, maybe a month into the pandemic. So like March or April 2020, I was unfortunately furloughed, later to be laid off. It was a very stressful time. And we at the time both worked for the same company, but I had worked in operations and Alex was in user experience design, which was something I was looking to make a career transition into. I reached out to Alex just to get more information about her role and have a better understanding of the the industry in general and the practice. And we just ended up being really good friends. And because we had similar visions about the kind of work we wanted to do around mindfulness and lifestyle design, felt like we kind of connected very naturally and um yeah which evolved into this beautiful partnership and our continuation of the work that we do yeah I think that's such a great description I like remember the first time you messaged me on LinkedIn it was actually like really funny because I got so excited because I just I feel like (laughs) it was like you know LinkedIn you always think it's just this like kind of dry professional like hey let's just have this you know really formal chat and then after we talked Mm -hmm. it was just like immediate clicks so yeah it's really awesome to see like how far our friendship and partnership has come 
So yeah, I'm really excited too, because I feel like we've done so much research into like an area that we're so passionate about, which is this idea of lifestyle design and really like coining that as something, you know, maybe the rest of the world is tapped into, maybe they're not, but I'm excited for us to kind of define that for how we see it. Um, And maybe that can be something interesting to the rest of you all. So yeah, I think like one thing to kind of really tell everyone about was like, Linda and I did a lot of research, um, you know, asking people about their motivations, their passions, their goals, the things that really ground them in life. Um, And we learned a lot during that process. Um, And I think one of the most important things was that like, everyone has some sort of vehicle that they use or a medium that they have to help them live their best lives or, you know, aspire to be whoever that person is that they want to be. And so I think it varies at the different times in their lives. And it's just been really interesting to kind of meet various people and understand the research and have that kind of inspire us to start this podcast um, and continue to make those connections between human to human. So Linda, do you have anything to add uh, before we kind of like jump in and talk a little bit more? I mean, I know there's a lot of reasons we started this podcast, so that's sort of the description of lifestyle design, but do you have anything you want to add? It's interesting to actually kind of go back and think about our work because it also kind of evolved as we wanted to explore the subject and kind of like further understanding and think about ways to create either a community or like a product or some sort of message. And that kind of going back to what you said about, you know, using some sort of medium or vehicle. And like we're, our goal is to use this podcast to help generate those conversations around lifestyle design to kind of, you know, put that out there um, and hopefully have it resonate with, um, yeah, with other people. Yeah, that's so great. And I think too, Linda, like I'm excited to jump in too, because I feel like uh, you and I really relate and um, resonate with that idea of improving our lives and growing and, you know, being focused on that learning aspect too. So uh, I'm really excited to dive in um, and let people know about your background and your story and, you know, how mindfulness has really come into play. So yeah, are you ready to jump in? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's like start with your background. I mean, can you tell us like a little bit about maybe your story and when mindfulness kind of like first became something that you realized you needed in your life? Was it like always present? Was there some sort of like pivotal moment? Um, And, you know, always like feel free to share whatever you want to share. But I'm really excited for you to open up about that. Part of it came naturally to me before I even really understood what mindfulness was really about. So I come from a family who studied Buddhism, and I, too, adopted a lot of the philosophies into my own life, you know, especially when I found myself in any stressful or traumatic life situations, kind of always approached approached it really for any emotional healing that I needed. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, when we look at our life, I feel like for at least with people, we are always looking for ways to like do something meaningful or optimize our life in you know, whatever way resonates with us. So we, you know, are naturally work in progresses as well. And 
I think a big part of what comes naturally to me is wanting to share ideas and help others and approach things just more mindfully or, you know, try something new, like tapping into like what really motivates people, what really inspires them, kind of referencing back the emotional healing part. I personally grew up around a lot of, like I said, stressful and traumatic life situations. I grew up in poverty, had to navigate a lot of different things. And so sometimes, you know, it's not a new story that I have. Mine, mine is not entirely different from many people, but it, it can feel very isolating. Mm. Um, so grounding myself into, you know, those philosophies of Buddhism or, you know, mindfulness in general helps me kind of connect back to what's really important, allows me to focus on, I guess, a bigger picture, not be stuck, yeah. I guess, with the emotional aspect and like, yeah, put myself through a lot of pain, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it's hard to explain. Maybe you can kind of like... It's, I got you. Like, it's one of those things, at least for me too, like I found that mindfulness uh, has helped me kind of navigate the harder emotional aspects of like dealing with my outer surroundings. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting too how like maybe through the life experience that you've had, like you've just kind of like naturally hooked your teeth into like those things that you were like, Hey, I want, I want to learn more about this or I want to find some things that like might help me through that journey because maybe the, like there was like outer chaos that you couldn't control and maybe that inner emotional turmoil, you know, like mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect way to explain that. I think everyone can relate when we talk about, having things outside of our control, mm. um, especially when we're, you know, going through something and it can feel like you're going through it alone. There's a lot of suffering, right? But it's one of those things where I guess it's one of those like needless suffering. Sometimes if you ground yourself in mindfulness practices, it brings you back to you to allow you to feel centered and focus on what can be done in the present versus kind of like thinking so far out where you're just kind of causing yourself all this unnecessary like stress and frustration and suffering yeah no I love that I feel like it um reminds me of like how you are as a person Linda so just so everyone knows like Linda and I have such a great partnership because I always naturally associate her with balance like a lot of the times I'm always focused on that vision and Linda you're really focused on kind of the present and the process and you know what do we need to do to feel balanced in that present moment and so it's really cool to hear you talk about how you know mindfulness is really attached to that presence for you and like where you are um and and how that's translated over your life through that sort of like emotional need of like balancing again, sort of the present outer chaos to where you are. Um, and I think that's really cool and also makes so much sense because you're a Libra. So I love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you talked a little bit about like, yeah, your interest in motivations and you know, how different people have different motivations. And obviously I want to get into maybe some specifics about the things that have helped you stay grounded and the ways that you feel in flow. Um, But can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit maybe about what's motivated you a little bit, you know, and led you into some of those things or even maybe talk about those things and what's motivated you to be interested in them? 
um, would love to know. I feel like I've had the privilege of being involved with a lot of organizations that helped focus on students or anyone that has grown up in poverty. And, and I think it's so important to continue offering some sort of, uh, some sort of like support or resource in that way. Um, you know, whether starting an organization, starting some sort of like um, reference or like anything really like what we're doing, like this podcast, yeah. whether it be through reading, whether it be through like documentaries, you know, um, I think I've had the opportunity to work with people, especially mentors and tutors that have helped me navigate a lot of, I guess, different life stages that I've been through, especially during very important and critical times when you're starting to shape and understand who you are as a person. So like I mentioned, my life journey has been very stressful and traumatic. And I think when I was navigating things like college and even like my young adult social life um, with different people at these different stages of my life, it was new for me because it wasn't something that I could reference, you know, my parents to like get some information about or guidance about. So feeling different and trying to overcome those challenges was not easy, but it helped having, you know, the right people in my circle to either guide me or give me some of those advices about kind of still learning to live authentically for yourself, um, despite all of the, you know, different challenges and struggles that you encounter. Um, And I think personally, aside from having those like mentors or just connecting with people in the community that I feel like were really um, enriching my life, especially at the different stages that I had to navigate. I loved also having resources like, you know, poetry, being able to like read other stories from different perspectives that kind of helped, you know, shape my identity or kind of allowed me to understand more of the experiences that I've gone through, especially if the stories are very similar. And that's why I think like representation is so important, you know. Um, And then on top of that, just like navigating and going through some emotional healing myself through creative work. So writing poetry myself or journaling, um, drawing, any creative outlet was really helpful for me. And then also learning to dabble more into like other realms of wellness like being more physically active um yoga you know working out even just stretching (laughs) these are all so therapeutic and helps me to kind of center myself a bit more be more present be more mindful about you know my experience you know experiences of others around me because we kind of all share right The, the same world and especially i think when you find yourself in communities or set yourself up to meet those around you that with similar life experiences, it helps you kind of navigate your different life stages or any, any sort of, you know, life situations that are, that may feel isolating or difficult to walk through. I love that too, because I feel like you 
laid out really clearly that mentors and tutors and, you know, other people in your life kind of inspired you to maybe explore different ways that you can be mindful. It doesn't necessarily need to be like sitting down and, you know, doing a meditation per se. It could be like finding a community. It could be, you know, doing yoga, etc. But I think it's really interesting that maybe what motivated you is also what like helped ground you at the same time, um, which is really cool to see like that inverse relationship. I'm kind of curious, like, do you find that when you were younger, like I know you mentioned in like your early adult years, um, do you find that that was like Mm -hmm. harder to find things that grounded you versus like where you are now? Like, how do you feel about that? Being a young adult, naturally, I feel like I've made my fair share of mistakes, which includes, <laughs> having um, you know, like meeting the wrong people, like, you know, doing certain things that aren't exactly fulfilling or like, or even doing things that, the, I guess, let's say hobbies or interests that unfortunately, like, may phase out of your life, depending on where you are. Yeah, I think it definitely is a lot different. Uh, I think my youth I'm saying like I'm like so old or something I'm not (laughs) that old I think my younger 20s for example um I spent a lot of time trying to figure out you know what aligned with you know my values you know my Mm, priority uh, my priorities um you know what was meaningful for me so I can try to learn to live as authentically as possible and you know when you're young um well in your 20s like you're very impressionable right you're like let's say you're straight out of school you're trying to climb up your you know the ladder in in your career path and a lot of the times you don't necessarily get to live for you you're just trying to like learn to play the game um or and then you end up playing the game for other people versus like living for yourself and i think over time, as I started to kind of go through certain things, kind of like trial and error, there are things that I evaluated as, you know, this doesn't, I'm landed with me, this doesn't serve me anymore, I'm going to move forward. And you learn to like tolerate or not tolerate certain things, people, situations, right? It's definitely a learning process. And I feel like it's also a never ending learning process because at different life stages you're you're experiencing and overcoming different challenges and um i feel like personally for me in my younger 20s a lot of the things that i had to grow out of i guess um or navigate and learn through especially trying to embody a more honest and mindful intentional life um was my approach with work for example i went through some career transitions friendships relationships you know and I think in contrast now I am a bit more selective about what I want to invite into my life and be and I'm more intentional and mindful about situations or company that I I I want to you know be involved with or give back to you know um because I think Okay, let's talk about like the energy of authenticity, right? Yeah. If you're honest, intentional, and mindful about, you know, your work, your relationships and friendships, 
you know, all of those things, all those things will eventually lead you to find the right people, the right resources, the right opportunities. Um, when you align yourself to what's authentic to you, it finds its way to you as well, right? You kind of like setting up um, and connecting, I guess, like that path. I think it's really cool how you speak about authenticity. I know that we've talked a lot about like our values and how we pick different things in different stages of our life that align with where we are. And I think that's so true about mindfulness. I know sometimes some things don't work for us when they used to. And, you know, sometimes we can beat ourselves up because we're like, oh, this used to work for me. And now it doesn't. Right. And, you know, I think it's really easy for us to get inside of our heads and, and just kind of say, oh, you know, I'm not practicing the right thing. Or, you know, even if you're not excited, like I know sometimes when I go out on a run, like I'm not always excited for my run. Um, and so, you know, if that happens more than three days in a row, I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm losing this. But I think sometimes mm -hmm. it's just knowing that, you know, maybe it's an off week, maybe it's an off month or an off season. Um, and I think that that's okay. And I think you know, it kind of brings me to this question about like where you currently are. And you kind of talked about this, about being selective. Like, can you kind of talk about maybe like in relation to your current life and, you know, lifestyle design and like defining that for where you are, maybe in the sense of like what's inspiring you at the moment and kind of how that's driving your current life? I've gone through a lot of life changes the past two years. Yeah, um, you as you know, I'm like, um, <laughs> And I know I'm not alone because, you know, 2020, the pandemic definitely put me through the ringer. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, um, and I guess with that being said, I made a lot of changes with, like, my career, um, I guess, like, my friendships, my relationships. And, and kind of going back to, you know, what we were talking about, with all these life changes, sometimes what ends up happening is, like, certain people, situations, and companies, they don't serve us anymore, or they're not aligned with us. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing, right? It's one of those situations where, you know, if you reflect back on it, at least for me, like, especially with, like, my, let's say my old company that has served me well for a while, it's brought me many great, like, life experiences, work experiences, friendships too, you know, relationships with people and management or like even my associates that I think I will continue to, you know, maintain over time. But it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I think, I guess the universe for giving me the yeah. opportunity mm -hmm. and for allowing it to serve me for a period of time, but I'm ready to grow and move forward. Right. And I think that learning to live uh, authentically and mindfully takes a lot of practice. It takes exploration and experimentation sometimes it's painful um but i think mm. what motivates me personally is being able to remember i guess that i can start over at any time so it doesn't have to take like, a pandemic to like knock things over and like force me to completely start over like you know yeah. i think for any of us if we ever really need to start over and you know try to realign ourselves back to what's more important it's totally doable it's something that you can definitely do and on the other end you'll find the people who are you know willing to help you and I guess a part of that too is yeah I think when I think back to the pandemic and changing my career and going back to school it was kind of scary because you know 
you it can be anxiety inducing to think about what's on the other end, right? But you know, that's a part of like taking those calculated risks and learning along the way. And I think I am very fortunate and I think I need to also like remind remind myself and ground myself in this is that if I follow, I guess this energy, right, of of authenticity, that at the end of the day, I will always find an opportunity to generally connect with others who are just as compassionate about what I'm, you know, interested in. And they're more than willing, in which I found, to share, you know, the, they share the understanding and their approach in their life and they don't mind sharing their wisdom and offering that guidance. So it becomes not so scary after all, you know. You think that you're going through this alone when in fact, you know, there's always someone that is there that has been through or are willing to help. And I think what motivates me too is that if I can improve myself by 1% or 2%, mm, I can yeah. talk to the next person and share, you know, that wisdom, share that guidance. And I think, you know, it just kind of makes, you know, it makes the community a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah. It's like the collective energy of like improving yourself improves other people and motivates them. And um, I really like what you said, Linda, about if you're following authenticity, you know, you've always known that like you can start over, you know, and that I think it brings a sense of exploration and also trust in yourself and knowing that if something doesn't work out, you can always try something else. Um, And that level of openness, I think, is really beautiful. And it's something that I think we can all learn from just knowing that, yeah, we truly belong to ourselves and that, you know, if something doesn't work, we can just try something else. And would you say like, there's any like advice that you might have for others that are like looking to kind of gain a true sense of definition around like designing their life right now to kind of like make it work for them or like feel more grounded, like whether that's through, um, you know, something actionable, like doing yoga or, you know, just kind of in general kind of journaling your emotions. Like, is there anything that you do kind of on a regular that you think people could benefit from? Uh, yeah. So I think there are definitely some things I, or, things that I do and tools and hobbies that I use to kind of bring me back to myself, I guess, to, to think about my own personal needs. And I think, let's say, for example, um, in my early twenties, like I said, I was very much a workaholic and devoting my life to climbing up the ladder, being a part of this company, trying to find a place in this company that I essentially neglected my needs when it came to like, when it comes, when you, let's say, when it comes to like my physical health, my emotional health, my, my mental health, you know, I think one of the more challenging things to remember is that we as people are obviously not robots. So <laughs> you need to come back to self and remind yourself that, you know, your needs and time matters too. And yeah, I think that's also one of the things that has changed. I guess now in this new decade of my life, <laughs> um, I, I'm putting more priority on my own needs over, let's say, like work is important. But, you know, if I need a mental health day or something, then I'll definitely choose that um, to take care of me before kind of taking care, take, taking care of anything or anyone else. And there are definitely some things that I always gravitate, gravitate to when I want to mm-hmm. kind of 
helped me refocus or like get back into the flow of things. And, and one, I think it's like, so for one of them is just being active. So like moving my body, um, whether that's like stretching, doing like, like different workouts, <laughs> running. I'm not a good runner, but I do it because it feels good. <laughs> um, definitely not as good as you, Alex. Come oh my on, gosh. Um, <laughs> so, you know, being more active or learning through other mediums, like reading, listening to podcasts, you know, like tapping into like different documentaries, um, you know, just to add a new perspective or point of view to whatever you know, I'm focusing on at the moment, especially around like lifestyle design or wellness and uh, mindfulness, and then just simply creating. I think I, I love personally. Yeah, it's just it just brings me so much joy, and I am. I think I am naturally creative. I love doing digital design. You know, you you know me and like candle making. I recently <laughs> like tapped into ceramics. Yeah, just any any way I can, you know, that, that person creating and being creative brings me a lot of joy. And it's so funny because even in my previous jobs where I was like definitely miserable and unhappy and uninspired, <laughs> I would gravitate towards any creative work, like even just like designing a PowerPoint slide because it brought me so much joy and it made work bearable. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's great. I can also make some recommendations for current podcasts and books that are are definitely inspiring at the moment. And you might actually be familiar with them as well. There are two podcasts that I listen to regularly. So funny as we're talking about Emerson podcasts, but um, <laughs> there's there's also a course based on this podcast, but the Happiness Lab, have you heard of it? Yeah, that one's great. I love that one. Yeah, it's amazing. But so it's by Dr. Laura Santos and she has a free course as well as mine about navigating like just general idea of happiness and what it means to you individually and how to add more happiness, I guess, into your life. There is a book by Jay Shetty, which I also got you a copy of. Yeah, I um, love it. I've finished like that. A month. Yeah. Yeah, it's so great. And he, Jay Sh- it's by Jay Shetty. And he also has a podcast on purpose where he talks about you know, just finding your life purpose. I think it definitely takes a bit more of a mindfulness approach to that. Um, sometimes it's hard to get through when you're trying to find what's more purposeful to you. But yeah, very, very insightful. And then I also, this is more of like goal setting and systems, but a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear, which um, I just finished. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's been really insightful. <laughs> Good ways to kind of like, strategize around what's important to you and to stay focused on kind of getting through your goals and then reinforcing good systems for you to accomplish them. Dang, Linda, you got some great recommendations. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, life-changing. I love it. No, that's great. Yeah, I I have like one more question for you too, since you talked about creating um, and how that's really helped you drive a sense of peace and joy when you think about mindfulness. So obviously, uh, I don't know if everyone knows, maybe I didn't say this in the beginning, but Linda and I, obviously we met through 
are interested in a lot for design, but we're both in tech and that's something we're really passionate about and making sure that the way that we live and work within that space is also mindful um, in our, you know, every day. So I know you touched on your career, but I'm interested in, you know, kind of just quickly going off script if you have any um, thoughts on maybe how we can be more mindful in the technology space or just like if you're interested in seeing how that will evolve over time because I think now we're getting into AI and all of these different things. So I'm curious, like, are you excited? Is that something you're excited about? Yeah, definitely. So I, as you know, Alex, I recently just started my transition into user experience design in the tech world. Not that it's completely new to me. It's always been something I naturally have gravitated to or worked on or, you know, dabbled in, um, but just not something full-time as a professional. And I think, okay, let's talk about lifestyle design, right? I think if there's anyone out there that's curious about, you know, designing their lives to make it work for them, you know, or find their place, I guess, um, their purpose. Um, you know, it's good to first think about what, I guess, these overlapping areas, right? So think about what is it that you love to do? What are you really good at? You know, what can you do, I guess, that can also be like sustainable in terms of like financial needs, right? Yeah. Um, but also it's like, what does the world really need more of as well, right? And kind of in the middle of all those four things, it can give you a direction of, you know, what will give you a sense of purpose, a sense for living to help, you know, give you some guidance in designing a life of like passion and purpose. And I guess personally speaking for me, just for example, you know, I've touched upon it really quickly. What I love, you know, I really love, you know, creative work. I love helping people think about what am I good at? Um, I guess design. <laughs> yeah, you're um, great at you that. You know, talking about concepts of like mindfulness and then, you know, what can I be paid for? Right? Okay, you think about tech. Okay, this definitely, there has to be something in the tech world that I can be paid for that will sustain me financially to support like my life, right? And what what is it that the world needs more of? And we talk about like usability of like digital products, you know, coming from the perspective of like empathy and understanding what it is that like a person really needs to navigate certain systems. And the tech industry is evolving so fast. And I think, and it's growing so fast too. So there's no, there's no way like that you can't find a place in it. And I think for me, after some like experimentation and evaluation for myself, um, I was able to find, you know, user experience as an opportunity. And a big part of it goes back to you too, Alex, because <laughs> referencing back to how we met, when I first emailed you, I was like, hey, you're in UX, right? We both work for the same company. I work in operations. Like, I'm sure there's some crossover here, but I want to learn more about the digital space and tech, and tech. Like, can you help me? And you were, of course, like, welcome to me with open arms. And I think I hope you were able to sense like the authenticity for me. And because otherwise I feel like, why would you want to generally connect with me and like share this like wisdom and this guidance, right? So kind of going back to what I was saying that if we're honest and intentional and mindful, we can align ourselves to something that is meaningful and purposeful for us. And then find, I guess, 
and it doesn't even have to be a career, right? But just like find work or something that, that is technically work, but really is representative of your passion to share with the world. Like once you align yourself to that. And then I think it inspires others to do the same. And personally for me, tech and mindfulness and design is really that vehicle that we both share and yeah. that we hope to, you know, throughout the course of Emma Gen podcast, share with others and hopefully inspire them to do the same. I love that answer. Yeah, I think you said it really well. I think you inspired me 100% through your own passion of seeking out UX that that's where ultimately I also started asking myself questions about, you know, do I want to get into more of the product side of things? Um, How do I do that? Where do I go? And I think that's what makes us like a perfect pair. So I'm really excited that you were able to come onto this podcast today. First one ever. How was it? Did you love it? <laughs> I did. It was it was not as bad and scary as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. I know. It actually it went really well. I'm, I'm so excited. Okay, cool. So that's all we have for you guys. Um, so stay tuned. And if you guys want to connect with us, do you have a website? Um, you can check us out at mindhacknetworkco.co. What is it, Linda? You know what it is better than I do. Oh my God, co. See, this is why we're a great team. Follow us on Insta. This is why Linda does a lot more creative work than I do now. But yeah, okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, Linda. This was amazing. Um, and yeah, we're excited to start our journey. So thank you. Thank you.